Hey everyone, it's Brandon Lee, host of the podcast Escaping Rock Bottom. I have a truly incredible guest on with us today, Janie Pearl Starks. She is with Mountain Park Health Center here in the Valley. They are doing extraordinary work, especially by providing immediate health services to the underserved community. Janie, it's so good to have you here. Hi, Brandon. It's great to be here. Tell me a little bit about, um, let me tell you my first experience with Mountain Park Mm -hmm. um, and It'll forever be ingrained in my head. So I got a call from my friends over at Crossroads. Uh, They're a partner of ours, um, and it's an addiction treatment center. And they said, you know what, Brandon? There's a group. It's called the Aris Foundation. And every Tuesday afternoon in the parking lot at the Mountain Park Health Center in Tempe, they bring out new clothes, not just gently used clothes, but new clothes. They bring pet food for those who are homeless or experiencing homelessness. They give out food. But what I also found so incredibly warm and welcoming was the director of that center came out into the parking lot and he walked around and he was greeting. And and there had to be three to 500 um, homeless people there. And he said, Hey, do you need to see a doctor? Like, do you need to see someone? How are you feeling? How's your health? How's your mental health? And they were taking people in and they were doing COVID um, vaccinations and flu vaccinations. And these people don't have any cash with them. They're not paying for these things. But Mountain Park was like stepping up to the plate to really kind of serve this population. And so that just, it just warmed my heart so much because I got to see it firsthand. And then I was able to tour the clinic and it was just so state-of-the-art and it was so clean and it was so nice so i i know you have to be proud to to know that you guys are out there doing that yeah work. absolutely hearing things like that it, it just makes my heart happy because you know one one of the things i'm responsible for is communicating about mountain park and i do our outreach about mountain park and i do our dei work um but what but hearing it from someone else kind of talking it back to me and saying this is what happened i told you earlier i was on the phone with someone yesterday and they said oh you're at mountain park well i was just there i was at the baseline <laughs> clinic and i go all the way from sunny slope but i love it and they take care of me and i get my lab services and my pharmacy and so just hearing that is is really heartwarming and it makes us just it's a good reminder okay we're on the right track because this work is hard it is hard it is hard and i think that there's just you know i always find you know find that one of my purposes in life now mm-hmm is to kind of break that stigma and you know the socioeconomic class system that healthcare had always in the pre, you know been previously delivered at the more money you have the nicer the off the doctor's offices are that's just always been the way like life has been right, right. the underserved you know they don't get they get the more dingy health clinics you know but what i love that i'm seeing within our community here in the valley in arizona is that that model is being flipped And that more money is being poured into creating because environment plays a huge role in how somebody feels, especially when they go to get health services. Health is such a personal thing and none of us want to do it. You know, by the time a lot of us, by the time we actually go get health care, something's either really wrong or someone's been nagging us for a long time about getting it. And so it's really important that when you take that first step, that it's a it's a nice environment, whether that be that the person's picking up the phone is, is saying, you know, it's talking in a nice tone or when you're walking into the place, you're like, wow, okay, they they put attention into this facility to make it nice for me. I can trust that that's the good care. I'm going to also get. And so that's something that's very important to us. Uh, and, and, and it's something, you know, even my team, we're a team of about 10. 
all of us, uh, either we're patients ourselves, my mom is a patient at the Tempe Clinic, for example, or those with kids, their kids are patients. And it's something I say, you know, we definitely drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and, and I think that's important because it would be one thing for me to say, hey, come to Mountain Park. But, you know, we our families are taken care of somewhere else. That's not the case. You know what that reminds me of? You know, sometimes we get elected leaders and they always talk about the public school system, mm-hmm. yet, it, mm-hmm. you know, their own family goes to private school, mm-hmm. right? Because they wouldn't want to send their child mm-hmm. to the public schools that they're in charge of, right. you know? Right. So it is really, it's great to see, mm-hmm. you know, that the people who are building the system... Yeah are actually using the system for their own children. And that to me is a testament, right? Because why would you send your child that you love and care for, you know, as kind of a mother hand, why would you send them to a clinic that is substandard? Right. And one of the things we're constantly doing, and that's something my team does, we're constantly getting feedback. And and one thing we've learned is people have a lot of really nice things to say. And, and especially in Spanish, we have to ask two or three times in very creative ways before someone says anything critical. And in a way, that's a little bit sad because they, a lot of times people don't expect to get good service just because of the reasons you mentioned. So they don't expect to be treated well or something to happen wonderful. And so if there's something wrong, they don't want to say anything well, that's not what we want. We want our patients to speak up and we want to know maybe something wasn't going great that day. We want to know that and we want to know how could we make things better. And so that's that's key to who we are. And I think one of the two, the stigmas that are we're finally starting to break through and it's that, okay, if you have commercial insurance, mm-hmm. you get this level of care. You have access, you get this mm-hmm. level of care. Mm-hmm. What I try to tell people all the time is it shouldn't matter your socioeconomic status and it shouldn't matter if you have commercial health insurance or if you have Medicaid, mm-hmm. right? It's that, or Medicare, it doesn't matter. Medicaid, Medicare versus commercial, you should still be provided equitable services when it comes to your physical health and also behavioral health. Yeah. Absolutely. And as a patient, as a consumer of healthcare, you have a lot of rights. And, you know, folks, folks don't know that, that, that you speaking up and you, you telling someone when something doesn't go right, that goes somewhere because we're being evaluated. All of us as healthcare providers are being evaluated. And so hopefully the case is that you're treated well and that everything's going great. But the other piece is, if not, it's, you know, it's on you a little bit to advocate for yourself and to speak up and to let folks know if, if something didn't go right. But then there's always another level that you can take it to. It's our responsibility to make sure we're taking care of our patients. So tell people a little bit about some of the services that um, people can get from Mountain Park. So Mountain Park, we've been in the Valley more than 40 years. We have nine clinics. We're building our 10th clinic. It's going to be out in Glendale. We're so excited. It's going to open in the next few months. It's from the ground up, a 30,000 square foot facility. And so folks can count on us for all all their needs under one roof. So say you're a family, you can come in. uh, If the mom needs a checkup, if the dad's overdue, they can get their checkups. If the kids, uh, time for back to school, we're about to kick off our back to school campaign. Every back to school visit comes with a free backpack. And we do these things all under one roof. So then when you leave your appointment, you don't have to go somewhere else to make an appointment to get your blood work done. You can do it right in the clinic or you don't have to go somewhere else to get your medicine. You can get medicine in a lot of our clinics as well. And so we try to make this kind of one-stop whole person healthcare because we know the families we serve are busy and we know childcare is an issue, transportation is an issue, getting the day off to do some of this these things are an issue and that's also why we have weekend appointments evening appointments and televisit appointments that we know can also be very convenient it's so important i love that this new it, it seems somewhat kind of new this new style of creating a one-stop shop yeah. for all healthcare. 
all healthcare, because as you mentioned, I mean, you know, a lot of the underserved communities and the low income, you know, these low income families, they're working two jobs just to put food on the table and a roof over their child's head. And a lot of time the caretakers are the last ones to take care of themselves, right? They're, they're, they're taking care of everybody else. So to be able to take your child to a pediatrician (laughs) and to be able to take them to go get lab work, because the reality is this. Um, we were, we've been doing such a disservice by, you know, telling a family to go to the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, you have to go down to lab core over there, go to the labs over there. Once you're done over there, then you have to go over to the pharmacy. We'll call it in over there. And then you've got a dental visit. You got to go over there. It's just like, we're sending these people all over the Valley. The likelihood of them actually following up and doing that are slim to none. And then you have later health issues, right? And, you know, neglecting of care. Have you seen that to become a success? And as far as the convenience model uh, as a deliverable? Absolutely. We know, especially, for example, um, transportation, assisting with transportation, assisting with language services, assisting um, with these appointments that aren't smack dab in the middle of the day. Those are all little steps that healthcare providers uh, can take and are taking to better serve our patients. And so uh, it does make things easier. It doesn't take away all the barriers. So you, you mentioned underserved or low-income communities. Right now, we know people who maybe a few years ago considered them middle class now could consider themselves more low income. We know inflation has has really impacted people and people who used to have an affordable place to live now don't have that. And so folks that that maybe never had to navigate some of these worlds are new to that. And we want to make it easier for those folks as well. Where do you see the model going forward as far as like what your guys' growth is and, and, and where do you see healthcare growing to when it comes to those services? It's interesting because so much is based on technology right now. And although we're thrilled about it and we know that it makes it a lot more accessible for a lot of people. We also know that it's leaving folks behind. So I guess where where I would hope we go is making sure that we have kind of the connectors and the people that are saying, hey, you know what, this is going to make your life so much easier, but let me walk you through it so that you're comfortable doing it the first few times. Or let me make sure that you have the broadband. The, the, uh, broadband. The, yeah. Thank you. That thing. <laughs> Let's make sure you have that um, to, to be able to access this. Because once you do, it's going to make it easier. But uh, it's going to be important that we don't leave those folks behind as we're going into this new kind of era of healthcare. And I think we saw a lot of that, the, um, the disparities during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we saw children in these underserved um, and low-income neighborhoods having to go to a nearby restaurant just to log on to their Wi-Fi so that they can do their homework, mm-hmm. right? So that they can go to class. I mean, they were having to, to, to take Wi-Fi off of mm-hmm. other places because they didn't have the broadband within their own home. And mm-hmm. so as we move again to more technology, sure, a lot of people may have a cell phone and a mobile device, mm-hmm. but at the same time, are they able to stream? Are they able to log on and do those doctor visits? You know, my hope is too, is that the generation like our generation, we're very tech savvy. And so that the older we get, hopefully that we when we're you know, seniors that will be able to know that technology, but who knows where technology will be then. We don't want to be left out, you know, and we want to be able to continue to provide those services mm-hmm. to those people who are seniors who don't remember all their passwords, who don't know how to log on for a, tele, you know, right. for a televisit. Right. I don't even remember all my passwords. So right. it's definitely making <laughs> sure that 
as healthcare continues, I think as some of this technology can increase the way things are done individually, we don't forget the key aspect and the importance of community. And so checking in on that person that maybe isn't able to do that. I know where, where I live, the two people next to me are 70 year old women who live by themselves. And so although it could be really easy for me to go about our, my day, my husband and I just kind of check in like, hey, is there anything you need? Is there anything we can help with? Um, you know, and, and sometimes we're busy and but but they know at any point they can reach out to us. So I think that's just an important piece as as healthcare and as all of this is continuing, just what else are we doing to to look out for others as well along the way? And lastly, you know, one of the things that I've run into, I work more on the addiction, you know, treatment side is that you know, it depends on the kind of insurance you have, depending on which which treatment center will accept you, because not all of them have deals and negotiated deals with the commercial insurance, and not all treatment centers, unfortunately, take access. Mm-hmm. So what happens to somebody who does have access, or right now they're not even on access, they have no insurance, and they need to go to the clinic, what happens if they come to Mountain Park? If they come to Mountain Park, we have, obviously, if, if they're on access, it's really easy for us, and right. it's something we can do very easily. If they're not, we have what we call a sliding fee program, and so they come in, they give us some information. It's not super invasive, as some people would, would worry about, but they give us their information, and then we can get them on a sliding fee discount program, and the nice thing about that is uh, the payments are, it's it, anywhere from $35, where most of our people on sliding fee discount are around the $35 range, but then it goes all the way up to $105. And we don't have that many in that range. But for $35, you get your basic appointment, you get basic labs, basic radiology. And so there's a lot there. The only thing that we like to tell people and remind people is because the way things are set up right now, those appointments are a little bit hard to come by. So reach out to us before you need us, before it's an emergency. If you've seen yourself that maybe you're kind of in between care and you don't know what to do, uh, reach out us. There's other community health centers as well. But everyone has a sliding fee discount program and that's a way to make sure that regardless of your ability to pay or not pay you're going to be able to receive treatment and that's the most important mm-hmm. yeah, i think that's so important in order to deliver you know equitable you know, to deliver equity and bring equity mm-hmm. into the into the healthcare mm-hmm. space uh, Janie, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for talking about what Mountain Park uh, Health Health Centers are doing here in the Valley and just making it accessible and continued success to you guys on your opening of your new clinic too. Thank you that, so much. And thank you awesome. for your work and everything you're doing in the community. Yeah, thank you. All right. This podcast episode has been inspired by Molina Healthcare.